Hi, I'm Victoria Macanjuola. I am your host and the creator of the Feel Your Feelings podcast. My hope is to continue this project so that it becomes a tool for others to express how we're coping in today's world. In this first episode, I will be speaking with Xenia Kim, a GWU student who made headlines after she tweeted about an act of kindness by one of her college professors. We talk about why mental health is important and how showing vulnerability can have a ripple effect. I hope you enjoy listening to it. All right. Hi, Zania. Welcome to the Feel Your Feelings podcast. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here. Um, first of all, I just want to ask you how you're doing and how you're feeling right now. Um, I just like woke up so it was like a pretty chill day you know classes <laughs> and like maybe like some food but like mm-hmm. I feel like neutral you know like um today is like a better day than yeah. compared to most so yeah you are the very first guest on my podcast and you know just for starters we're both GW students so I wanted to ask you know like how has your GWU experience been so far uh you know like um uh, for most um first year kids they have the like um, ability to like move into our dorms like meet their new roommates mm-hmm. and like connect with like um other like acquaintances as well you know and like they have this whole orientation like it's like this fresh like new feeling like oh it's a new beginning like I just graduated from high school like there's like so much that awaits for me like especially in DC as well it's like great city with so many opportunities yeah. you know yeah but for me it was a lot different um some of my peers they didn't even go on campus, but for me, I um, I was in a really difficult household situation, so mm-hmm. I had to move out, so the dorm was a better option for me at the time, mm-hmm. and I moved in, and um, it was very lonely at first, I would say, like, it's very difficult mm-hmm. making friends when you're just alone on campus by yourself, and mm-hmm. there's not, there you don't know anyone, so you can't really reach out to that many people, and the only people you can reach out to is probably, like, the GW staff but it's all through like email correspondence you know and uh, at first um, I found it really hard to um, attend classes regularly like for me (laughs) I would just go to like my first few classes like show my face on the camera and then I guess it would probably go like downhill to where I just it starts off with not showing my face on the camera and then starts with me like oversleeping and not going to classes Mm -hmm. and then starts with like missing deadlines assignments and it just spirals into like holy crap I'm in like deep crap like what should I do now yeah and for me um being alone in my dorm and not being able to explore the city as much with anyone for that matter right just made me feel more isolated and I remember um when in, in my most difficult times I would think to myself like how the heck am I in like this building with um, so many other students probably like at least a thousand students here but yet I feel so alone like there's literally c- a couple of kids like right next to my room like they're like having fun laughing with a roommate but I'm literally alone and like it just made me feel more alone in that sense like I'm in a city with so many other people as well but I can't really function or go around or meet new people and I guess this online virtual classes just made everything feel so just like detached from like mm-hmm. everyone like feelings um and like my own thinking as well it was just very difficult and 
I guess that was when I was like, holy crap, like I have to um, drop out of um, classes at the moment. And I guess that was my experience at UW. It wasn't the prettiest and I'm back in spring semester, but I'm trying to be easy on myself now, but it's like still like a struggle. Yeah, that's real. It, it kind of cut off a little bit at the end, um, but it's okay. Um, but the fact that you're a freshman and you had to experience, you know, going through all of that mentally, your first year of college is very, very overwhelming. And I'm in graduate school right now, so I, I get the feeling. Um, mm-hmm. But I commend you and I think you're a very strong person for having um overcome that and you're still here and you're still um, trying to be the best that you can and pursue your education so kudos to you for that thank yeah. you appreciate yeah. it like I know there's like probably like a lot of students who relate to me on some levels like mm-hmm. I know for that sure. not every aspect is the same but you know like there are a lot of kids who like struggle with like mental health and mm-hmm. I know some kids who are not in school right now because they know they can't handle it which is great like I don't think like there's always like this traditional route like everyone's expected to go like call it for college for two years I mean four years and then graduate school or whatever but you know life is not cookie cutter shape you know like yeah like everyone has different journeys and routes and I don't know what mine is but I mean even though it was pretty difficult for me I knew that there was someone who like cared deeply for me and it was my art history professor and okay um, she never met me I never met her I actually never even like um had like a one-to-one zoom call either with her it was just I would go to class with like 40 some other kids and I mean I was just one of the like couple hundred kids she's teaching like she had a lot of sessions too you know and but the fact that like she noticed that I wasn't attending classes, I wasn't um, sending assignments in, or I wasn't um, just interacting with anyone or with her emails at all. Mm -hmm. And I went back and I checked that she actually sent me like around like 10 emails. Like I thought she only sent me like three emails, but I went back in time and kept checking and checking. And there was a point where she said like, like honestly, Xenia, like it doesn't matter. Like um, what your academic standing is I just want to make sure like you are okay yeah like, that's all she cared for and you know it was like amazed me because it was my first semester here and mm-hmm. um I didn't know anyone in person like that and it was a professor is like I don't really have a well-established relationship either because it's very hard to because I'm so used to like meeting them in person and greeting them and just having a conversation with them it's much easier to establish relationship like that but yeah. I never had the opportunity either but the fact that like she cared for a student who she never met before, never interacted with, and she, I was I'm just a stranger online basically to her, mm-hmm. but she still cared for her student, which means a lot. And when I shared her my story of um, having to find housing because I, so I dropped out of my um, classes, like all of them, but in order to, um, dorm at GW you have to be a full-time student there and I did not have um full a full-time standing credits mm-hmm. so which meant I had to move out of my dorm and uh, moving back to my home in Maryland was not an option because I have some problems going on there 
So I realized that like, I have to get a job and I have to find housing immediately or I will end up um, homeless. Wow, that that's a lot. And, and I did read about articles, obviously, just give the gist of a person's story. You really don't know like what someone's really going through after just reading like a news article about their experience. Um, oh, yeah. But as far as, you know, you resharing what you posted on social media about your professor sending you a thousand dollars to help cover expenses and also what oh made God. you what made you want to open up on social media first of all okay so first of all <laughs> I shared on my Twitter account I literally yeah. had like um 111 like followers like it was like a small account where like it was just me and my close friends or like acquaintances on that account it was like a small private account and um it's just I just posted it because like I was like whoa like what the heck I can't believe this happened like um it was like around Christmas Eve and I was like in the car uh my, boy, my boyfriend's car actually mm-hmm. and I just opened my emails because I just sent her an email like explain my situation to her and she asked me for a Venmo and I was like oh my gosh she doesn't have to and like you know I wasn't expecting much I was expecting like what like ten dollars mm-hmm. at most but then she sent me another email and she said like um one day you'll pay it forward back then I thought it meant like pay back pay her back which I was like yeah of course I'll pay you back and stuff but she emailed me back saying like no like I meant that like one day you'll be in the position to help others out who are in need right and that touched me and I I was like that's you know I really believe in the love and the peace of mutual aid and just helping others because you know it's very difficult at this time when there are huge corporations or government officials who are not really doing much to help us in need especially people in lower incomes mm-hmm. and that's when um it's crucial for others in the community to help out and you know seeing that she sent me one thousand dollars to cover rents like my jaw dropped and I started tearing up mine did too <laughs> yeah mine did too I was reading every day (laughs) I was reading a lot of the comments and then saying like man I wish I had a professor like you or I wish I had someone that paid attention to their students you know as much as they did because you know people don't always have to reach out or people don't always um, really see the deeper or the bigger picture of what people might be struggling with but the fact that she um, is it okay to mention her name yeah, Professor Metheny. Professor I, Metheny, okay. Yes, I'm yeah. not sure that's the correct pronunciation, but yes, her name is Lynn Metheny. Okay, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact and, that, sorry. <laughs> I oh, I'm sorry. You can go ahead. <laughs> the, the fact that Professor Metheny um, reached out to you and did what she did was extremely, extremely so gracious of her to do that. So going back to the subject of mental health, um, why is mental health an important subject for our generation to talk about? I mean, first of all, like our generation, like we literally grew up as technology advanced. Like yeah, I remember in elementary school, we literally saw those like um, projectors where like the teacher just like writes on it. It's like very blurry. And look at us now, there's like smart boards and just that's like high tech technology we have. Yeah. And since we grew up with that, we were so accustomed to it that it just became like our lives. And it's just so easy to just use technology like whenever and whatever. But since um, the pandemic hit, 
that's all we've been doing basically like online classes just communication um, through texting with friends and I think it's got to a point where like it's just too much on us and I think a lot of us don't really know how to handle our emotions in a healthy manner or how to regulate our schedules or to like keep track of our or keep in check with ourselves exactly mm-hmm. and I mean there's been points where I personally like have been way too tired to just pick up my phone or like respond to like my friends because like it's just too exhausting to like go on your phone every day and just text everyone you know but right I do believe that like it is important to mm-hmm. um, check on your friends like once in a while like if you haven't heard from them in a bit like and like my friends have been doing that or like just my acquaintances been checking up on me like or if you see like someone posting a story that something's going on like just be like hey man like I'm here for you like I mean it doesn't always have to be like such a deep paragraph length thing like it can just be like hey I'm here for you like if you want to like rant or vent like I'm always serious like hit my line like whenever mm-hmm. but also there's the thing that you also have to take care of yourself first right that's right it's so easy to just take care of friends first mm-hmm. and but it gets to a point that you just put all your energy and like um mind to them that you don't have time to focus on yourself so how can you truly like help others as much to your full potential when you're out of that energy and you can't seem to love yourself totally so, like you yeah. can't pour from an empty cup that's that's a yeah, phrase exactly. that, I, that i live by mm-hmm, definitely yeah. You're listening to Feel Your Feelings. Yeah, and just going back to that, um, you touched on this again, but, you know, what effects did sharing your story on social media have on your mental health personally? Like, overall, I say it was positive. Like, I've gotten so many, like, DMs and, like, um, emails or, like, connections from people who have lost others to suicide. And I received words of encouragement, like, we're so proud of you, like, you're so strong, like, please keep going. And unfortunately, I'm not able to respond to all of them. And Mm -hmm. I ended up disabling my account because it got too much for me. So I was like, I need to like, take a step back and just focus into reality at the moment what's going on around me and I'll go back. It's so easy to get sucked in. Like, even if, even if the, even if, it's not backlash even if someone is posting something that's very positive and they're getting positive feedback from it it can have the tendency to be very overwhelming and you kind of drown in that so I think you did you know the right thing for you for your you know what works for your frame of mind so mm-hmm. and you know like I don't want some people to be I'm just ignoring them mm-hmm. <laughs> and um what was I going to say? sorry oh yeah it was um yeah what effects did it have on on your mental and there was the um negative effects I'll say Mm -hmm. where um some people just made assumptions about me and my situation some people like said I lied about um $1,000 or my story like why would anyone lie about that Mm -hmm. I wish this wasn't my position right I wish someone's happier right (laughs) And, it's like you were, um, you were, all you were doing was expressing yourself and being vulnerable, which you 
did not have to do at all. You could have just, you know, kept it to yourself. But the fact that you did share it, I think is respectable enough. And, you know, for people to dismiss that or overlook that, it's just like, you have your own issues. So, you know, mm-hmm. try not to judge people as, as much, which is easier said than done, especially when you're behind a phone or behind a tablet where you can pretty much say anything. But yeah, um, like, I mean, I would say like oh, an overwhelming amount of support I received from were people in um, worse or same situations that I'm in. Like there was this one woman who was like, I'm going to donate um, around like, uh, I forgot the some number of it, but she said like, I'm going to donate like this amount of money towards you. And this is all I have in my checking account right now. I do have some awesome. of my savings account, but I was like, I was like, whoa, you don't have to do like, right. it's totally okay. And she was like, no, just accept it. Like, I, this is what I want to do for you. And I was so touched by that because I don't really care about how much, you know, someone gives me. I care like, I mean, if someone, if someone had 10 cents and that's all they had and they gave it to me, I'll be much more grateful that, for that if someone had a million dollars and gave me um, $5,000, you know? Yes. It's just, you know, I was just really touched by her grace. And I had so many people just come to me about how they're also struggling, but the story like inspired them to keep going on. And there was this one woman who donated to me because her she lost her brother to suicide as well. And mm-hmm. so many people with all these different stories, mm-hmm. just so why, it's like a wow factor. And for those people who were in a place to um, donate money to me, they, literally offer to like drop off groceries by my place or to wow. drive me to other places and I yeah. was like wow these people are going above and beyond for someone they don't even know yeah and that's what we need more of these days yeah you know and you know there's always some people who just kind of ruin everything like there was this one man who commented like oh like she probably you know got on her knees for the professor like whoa man no. that's really gross and also really like offensive exactly like, yeah took it too far because, yeah. yeah like what if I was a male like student you know I don't mm-hmm. think he would have said the same thing like mm-hmm. just because I happen to be a female and had this incident happen to me doesn't it doesn't mean I did any sexual favors for mm-hmm. it or anything mm-hmm. it was purely because how how much of a good cemetery what is it called? Samaritan, I believe. Samaritan, yeah. Yes. <laughs> good Samaritan. Yeah, it's based off how much of a good Samaritan my professor was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a big world. And, and you know, with social media, you can connect with literally anyone these days. And there was someone from California who reached out to me saying, um, Hey, like if you ever visit California, like feel free to come talk to me and visit me. Um, I've been in the same position as you are and I understand and I want to show you like how California is like. And she was very sweet and kind. And you know, from Cali to to DC, like Yeah, like look at that, doors just opening. But yeah, last uh, last thing I'm really wondering about is what resources 
like tools or maybe other podcasts can you share with others that have helped you with managing your stress and anxiety? I personally like to um, listen to music. Um, Me too. Like podcasts, I will listen, but I just, I always find it like I have to sit down and just relax and like hear the words and just register them. I'm just Mm -hmm. too good at just being mindless sometimes, like empty minded. (laughs) But I do have two guinea pigs and they're what like keeps me like productive, I guess, you know? Okay. And, um, also like trying to like focus on my creative outlet mm-hmm. like being getting more into like UX UI design or maybe like graphic designing I'm like oh you know it's pretty cool like I want to learn more about it but it doesn't always have to be that serious it could yeah. just be me like looking at some fashion stuff mm-hmm. online or like watching videos just anything that's chill you know yeah so last this is the last one I promise um you're good big like why does mental health matter to me personally or in general both okay so for me personally um from like I was a little kid um I experienced trauma and I had PTSD from it and you know that has led to different other disorders as well and when it's start when it started your life and you're living with it and you're probably going to live with it until you die I mean you could probably get treatment or therapy or medication but you'll still have this same emotional or mental trauma you had and mm-hmm. to learn more about it about how to take care of yourself is really important and you know every day I'm still learning like I know that this is not my final stage of like like I know I learned more than I have than I was like a year ago or right. years ago yeah but you know like every day I'm going to experience more um, encounters with and meet more people so every day like I'm going to have to learn more and more and in general, I believe mental health is important because, you know, I mean, our own physical health is important. So why is our mental health not? Exactly. It's still part of our own body. Yeah. <laughs> like we have to eat, sleep, um, work out every day to be healthy, but also means we have to regular emotions, talk about them and take care of our brain every mm-hmm. day too, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I know that like, um, when we think of life, we think of like our heart beating, but mm-hmm. we also think about our brain as well. I mean, if you're brain dead, you're not really alive, you know? And if you don't experience life to the fullest or just feel happy every day, then there feels, it's like life isn't worth living, but you know, life should be joyful and worth right. living. It doesn't always have to be about working and getting good grades. It has to also be about enjoying the love you have around you or the passion you have right yeah oh yeah I can go on yeah I was about to say that's deep that's real (laughs) I can totally relate to that and the pandemic in my opinion the pandemic has emphasized putting our mental health before our before everything really um yeah and to um spending time with ourselves takes precedence over the needs of other people, which I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us, myself included, are guilty of seeing how other people are doing rather than, you know, putting myself first. So um, in some ways, it's it's a blessing, the fact that we're we're able to to be alone, you know, but not alone, if that makes sense. (laughs) Right. 
so I yeah. mean I see there's positives and negatives to it like mm-hmm. I mean in the beginning like I thought it was great like oh whoa no school and like I can make bread at home you know? <laughs> right that led to this whole mess but yeah I just hope like you or like everyone else will be able to um return back to you know how life was like before the pandemic I mean you have CBS internship coming up so that's really yes yes yeah yeah I'm 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 super excited about that I do yeah of course I miss you know social interaction and and that and it's going to come back eventually you know I'm not worried about that um but yeah I'm enjoying this time a little bit selfishly because I feel like I'm you know, growing more <laughs> mentally, <laughs> but that's oh, a good, good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing, right? So, yeah, was there you know anything else that uh, we missed or that you wanted to put out there before we end? Not that it comes to mind at the moment, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed um, my time with you. You know, it was a great discussion, in my opinion. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for being the first guest ever on the feel your feelings podcast um i am looking forward to having more intense and deep and educational conversations about this topic and how it relates to generation generation z um and funny enough your name starts with a z so that's pretty cool um how it it (laughs) relates to our generation so i'm just looking forward to spreading the word and having more of these conversations so thank you again for joining me and um I wish you all the best. Thanks for listening to the Feel Your Feelings podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode featuring another fellow GWU student, Shayna Druckman, who is a young activist who advocates for gun violence prevention. You don't want to miss our conversation. And you can also stream this podcast on Anchor FM anytime. Don't forget to keep calm and stay well.